Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by Reverend Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. Heavenly Father, we are grateful. Holy Spirit, we are thankful. Thank you for gathering us here today, making way for us to be here once again. Holy Spirit, we ask that you teach us, lead us, guide us into the word of truth. Change our lives. As we have come, may we not live the same. We thank you, Spirit of God. We love you, Lord Jesus. We give you honor and praise. Progress 
David made a lot of adjustments in his life. He adapted for moving forward, for doing well. The principle of adapting for progress. First Samuel chapter 21, verse 2. We read, and he says, And David said unto Ahimelech, the priest, The king had commanded me a business, and had said unto me, Let no man know anything of the business whereabout I send thee, and what I have commanded thee. Now therefore, what is under thy hand? Give me five loaves of bread in my hand, or what there is present. Amen. Amen. So in this passage of scripture, we realize that David acted like a poor man in a stage. This is when he was being persecuted by Saul and being chased, and he came to the priest of Ahimelech, and he acted as a poor man, ready to eat anything that was available, any bread that was available. You ought to adapt so that you can move to the next step. Amen. Amen. Every stage where you you get to, there is a requirement for some form of adaptation to adapt so that you can move forward. If you are a person who cannot adapt, if you are a person who cannot adapt to changes in situation, you will not survive in so many environments. And sometimes your progress, the next step is great progress, but it requires some form of adaptation. Wow. Wow. Amen. Sometimes you need to adapt to eating certain types of foods. Hey, you know, to do well. Are you listening? For progress, you need to adapt to certain types of food. You cannot stick to this type of food that you have to eat this type of food by all means. And the food is killing you. The food is unhealthy and you say, but I can't eat this. I can't eat that. I can't eat this. Except that I have to eat this. I have to eat that. I have to eat. And it's giving you diseases. You need to adapt. You know, you need to adapt to eating certain types of food that you have not eaten before. Amen. Some of you, vegetables have never entered your Thank you. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Are you listening? Yeah. Another time in 1 Samuel 21 and verse 10. Look at what he did. And David arose and he fled that day for fear of Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath, and he changed his behavior before them. Look at that. He changed his behavior before them when he went to the king of Achish. The next verse. And the servant of Achish said unto him, Is not this David the king of the land? Because they were, this David was a wanted man. Is not this David the king of the land? Did they not sing one to another of him in dances, saying, Saul has slain this thousand, and David is ten thousand? And this is what has gotten David all this trouble. Yeah. This song. This and now the people have seen it, and they are bringing this song again. This song that has created all kinds of enemies and... So he says, and David laid up these words in his heart. And was so afraid of Akish the king of God that they are now singing, they are repeating this song again. He was afraid. So now, if David was going to enter as a royal, heroic David, the one who has killed 10,000 king of the land, they were going to kill him. Because even the king Akish um, was afraid of him. For what he has heard about him. So what did he do? He had to adapt. He had to adapt. So what did he do? And he changed his behavior before them. Look at that. He changed his behavior before them. And he made himself mad in their hands. He behaved as if he's a Christian. He behaved. He didn't want them to see him as a hero. He wanted them to see that this man has gone mad. This man is not the same. Oh, leave him alone. He's a dog without teeth now. So he says he feigned himself mad in their hands and scrabbled on the doors of the gate and let his spittle fall down from his beard. He was letting, I mean, spittle. He's, he's, he's drooling. Like, this is like this. This cannot be the king. This cannot be the king. This cannot be the king. God can see that he's now changing his behavior so that he will survive. Because he's, if he insists on eating the same food, he's going to die. We need to have the ability. We are talking about the success, the principles that guided David. And whatever stage he came to, if there was a need for adaption, he would adapt. Hallelujah. Amen. He would adapt. Some of you cannot adapt to serving God. You can adapt to serving God. A little change in your lifestyle, little change in your work schedule. I work at night, so in the morning I have to sleep. You can adapt to serving God. I am going to work in the evening, so I need to sleep. You can adapt to serving God. But life will never be so convenient all the time for you to do everything. Life can never be like that. That it will be perfect for you to do things. 
to people, they adapt. When things are really serious to people, they adapt. I have seen sometimes I I I I talk that when the weather is very cold, smokers it will be an opportunity for them to quit smoking. But I realize that they adapt. They adapt to go out, smoke a few minutes, come in. And then they go out again, smoke a few minutes, and come in. By all means, they have to smoke. The weather is not because you can't smoke indoors when they have work. But the thing is serious, it's important to them. So they make some. Sometimes I see they dress, they, they dress a very cold weather situation. And they have dressed, put on extra coats so they can stand outside to smoke. Amen. Amen. You, you don't have a car, so you cannot go certain places. You have to adapt. Adapt to taking the train, adapt to taking the ferry, adapt to taking the bus, adapt to taking train, um, anything. Some of you, you have sworn that at this stage in your life, you will never sit in a train or on a train or on a bus, bus anymore. They be vain, madness. Amen. Amen. The next principle is the principle. Okay, let's go. The principle of behaving wisely when you are blessed. The principle of behaving wisely when you are blessed. Amen. Principle of behaving wisely when God blesses you. You know, many people do not know how to behave themselves when they are blessed. Many people can behave when God blesses them. And so for many people, their problems begin when they are blessed. Ironically, their problems start when they are blessed. Amen. But one thing that everyone must understand is that not everyone is happy with your blessings. Not everyone is happy when you are blessed. Do you understand that? You know, there was a brother who, uh, who was at the bar and he received a big promotion. They gave him a big promotion and immediately he bought a nice Mercedes Benz. Nice Mercedes Benz. And he could afford it. The promotion was big. He could afford a nice car. So he bought a nice Now he kept the car, you know, he would drive the car on the weekends to you know, places, weddings, and things like that, funerals, and things like that. He would drive to such places. And he wouldn't drive the car to work. And then one day, they had some work event, work party, and then he felt this was an occasion to. So he drove the car with his wife. We went to this wedding, having a work event, I think it was a work Christmas party or something like that. And 
he got out of the car and I mean as soon as the car entered the lot, every eyes on the car. It was a very nice car. And that was the end of all the favors he received from the boss. And that was the beginning of all his problems at work. I'm telling you, that was the beginning of all his problems at work. So you see, you have to behave wisely when the Lord blesses you. You have to behave wisely. Amen. First Samuel chapter 18 and verse number 12. Are you listening to what I'm sharing with you? You can take a lot of blessing from what I'm sharing. First Samuel 18 and verse 12. And Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him and was departed from Saul. Therefore Saul removed him from him and made him his captain over a thousand and he went out and came before the people. So what Saul noticed was that the Lord was with David. Saul had brought this poor shepherd boy to the palace and he saw that the Lord was with him. The Lord was blessing him. Even the song that he would play, he could see that the Lord was with him. So Saul, the king, now was getting jealous of David. So he made David a captain of a thousand soldiers and put him in the front. And his intention was to get David killed. So the Bible says, and David went in and out of the people, and David behaved himself wisely in all his ways. He behaved himself wisely. Hallelujah. And the Lord was with him. Wherefore, when Saul saw that he behaved himself very wisely, he said very wisely. Very wisely. When Saul saw that he behaved himself very wisely, he was afraid of him. You see, you will not know that behaving yourself wisely gives you a lot of power. It makes people respect you. It makes people afraid of you. Amen. It makes people feel like they need you. When you behave wisely, hallelujah. Verse 30 says, then the princess of the Philistines, remember when Saul had tried many times, then he wanted David now to go and kill 200 Philistines and take out the false king of their peace and bring them to him as a, a dowry to marry his daughter. And he knew that there was no soldier in Israel who could do such a thing, especially in the midst of the Philistines. And the Lord was with David. And David went with his army and slew a thousand, I mean 200 people. And circumcised them wow. without anesthesia. Wow. And brought all of them. Wow. Hey. False king. 200 hey. of them, they counted. 200 false kings. Hey. <laughs> king. And the king was more afraid now. He says, then the princess of the Philistines went forth. And it came to pass, after they went forth, that David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul, so that his name was mighty.
more wisely. Take it again more wisely. Amen. Amen. So you notice that at different times of your life, God will bless you and God will lift you up. God will add to your life. There are different times you will experience God's blessings. You will, you will notice that God has blessed you. You will, you will notice that your lifestyle is different. Now many people think that the problems belong, the problems that they enter into or the problems that they experience belong to poor people. Many people feel that it is poor people that should experience problems. Do you see? But you will notice that David's problems started when he was prospering. David's problem began when he was going up, when God was blessing him. David's problem started when he killed Goliath. That is when his problem started. When the woman started singing and giving him praises. So, after one breakthrough came, the host of problems surrounded David. Amen. Amen. But the Bible says that David behaved himself hard. Why is it? Amen. It is important to walk in wisdom when God promotes you. It is important to walk in wisdom. It is very important to walk in wisdom. Hallelujah. Amen. Bishop talks about times that he will drive to this place in Ghana, West Africa, called Takrai. He will drive to this place and they will, they will see these buildings. And his wife will always point to him that these buildings once belonged to this rich man who died and passed all these, all these properties to his children. And he said, he went, she went on to say that today the family are penniless. They received so much wealth, great buildings, but they became penniless because they could not behave themselves wisely. I'm sure you have heard of the guy who had inheritance <laughs> and sold the house for drinking alcohol. And then in the house was a big house with air conditioners. <laughs> and he sold each air conditioner and he would sell it to get alcohol. And he drank all the air conditioners. <laughs> and afterwards, there was nothing. He would go and give them one air conditioner. And let's say that will cost two hundred dollars, and then you will be drinking until the two hundred dollars is done. Amen. To behave wisely. The problem with many Christians is that they do not know how to behave themselves when they are blessed. Some young ladies backslide when they get married. They backslide when they have children. They don't know how to behave when God blesses them. They find some young ladies who are serving God strongly. Serving God. Sometimes you are afraid even for young ladies to get married. You, know, you, you see people humbly serving God, doing well in the church, and they get married, and that's the end. That is the end. They, they leave the ministries that they were in. You see them holding their children, holding their babies. I 
as their ministry is working. Whatever ministry they are in, if they are in um, projector, they don't come anymore, they are always holding their babies. Always hold the blessing that God has given to you has supposed to now to last life. They don't sing anymore. They don't even worship anymore. They are always holding their babies.
So this one had his portion, and that one had his portion. It was not just the younger one who had the riches. Both of them had riches. The father divided his fortune amongst them. Why is it that some people go wild after receiving a blessing? This young man went wild. People no longer attend church when they receive breakthrough. People don't come to church. People don't come to church because now they have jobs. 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 A job that you can, if the Lord does not keep you, you can make one mistake and that will be the end of it. You know, there was someone that I, I was working with and she made an inadvertent mistake. And that was the end of her license. That was the end of her career. So then you become as though you have never gone to school before. Except the Lord keep the house. Except the Lord built for you. Except the Lord laid it for you. Except the Lord makes it for you. You will never in vain. I'm telling you. You will never in vain. People are taking all kinds of jobs to take God away. Let me tell you. One of the things that really is a dangerous thing is when you prosper and you set God aside. It's a very serious and a dangerous wow. thing. When you prosper and you set God aside. When King Nebuchadnezzar did well and he set God aside and he lifted himself up, God brought him down. It is one thing God will bring you down immediately when you prosper and you set his laws, you set his service aside and you Dismantle him from your life. He will bring you down quickly. I'm telling you. When Saul, King Saul, felt he was now great and he could do what pleases him, God brought him down quickly. I'm telling you. The rich man who the Bible called the rich fool, when he set God aside and he says, Now I have arrived, I am rich, I can put up goods for many years without working and I'll be fine. That same night, the Bible says, God called him. He says, Now who all of these things belong to? You rich fool. It's a dangerous thing to set God aside when you prosper. Tell somebody, behave wisely when you prosper. Amen. So this young man, you know, he took off. After he has received riches, after he has received wealth. So there are two people, two people receive equal wealth. Equal wealth. One took off far away from the father's house, far away from church. If the Bible says he went to a far country, there are some people, small blessings are taking you far away. From the house of God. Small career, small schooling. Small schooling. It has taken you far away. Two people received equal wealth. One took off and went far away. And the other stayed in the father's house, still serving God, still singing, still drumming, still 
serving God in the house of God. And the Bible says, in the end, the one who went far away wasted all his substance. Wasted all his substance. And the one who stayed in the house, the one who stayed in the house, the Bible says, the Father said of him, all that I have is done. All that I have is done. And the Bible says that silver and gold they belong to the Lord. So the one who stays in the house of Super Everything that you want. You will not do well without God. It looks like temporary you are doing well. This young man felt on top of the wealth when he took off with all his wealth. And he looked temporarily that he was very prosperous. But everything was wasted. Everything was wasted. Amen. The next principle is the principle of seeing people in the right way. Seeing people in the right way. First Samuel chapter 24 and verse 6. First Samuel chapter 24 and verse 6. Seeing people in the right way. He says, and he said unto his men, this is David, again, we are talking about the Davidic success, principle that guided David to become a successful person. And they saw people in a particular way. Hallelujah. In a right way. So the Bible says in 1 Samuel 24, it says, And he said unto his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing unto my master. You remember how Saul was pursuing David. Saul was chasing David. And Saul wanted to kill David. David has now become a wanted number one, Israel number one wanted man. And the Bible says he came to a place where now David had the opportunity to kill Saul. A servant has gone to find Saul asleep. David, one of David's soldiers, has found Saul asleep. A great opportunity to kill Saul. And he came to tell David. And he says, you can go back to the scripture. He says, and he said unto his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing unto my master. This is Saul who is persecuting him, who is looking to kill him. He says, The Lord forbid. When the servant said, Now you have the opportunity to kill Saul, David's response was, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing unto my master. The Lord anointed. To stretch forth my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. Wow. Seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. And then he said, and he said unto, so David stayed his servant with these words, and suffered him not to rise against Saul. But Saul rose up out of the cave and went on his way. So Saul escaped. David also. So, please, can you stay with the scripture for me? David also arose afterwards and went out of the gate and cried after Saul, saying, My Lord, the king. You see, he's calling him, My Lord, the king. My Lord, the king. And Saul looked behind. David stopped with his face to the earth and bowed himself. Why would he bow himself to an enemy that is 
pursuing that is looking to kill him. Because he has a certain way about him. He sees him in the right way. Amen. Are you following the story? Yes. He says, and then he said to Saul, Wherefore have, wherefore hearest thou men's words, saying, Behold, David seeked thy head. Behold, this day thine eyes have seen how that the Lord had delivered thee to day into my hand in the cave. You saw how God delivered you for me to kill you. And some bid me kill thee. So I was being encouraged by the men around me to kill you. But my eyes spared thee. And I said, I will not put forth my hand against who? My Lord. I will not put forth my hand against my Lord. For he is the Lord's anointed. Moreover, my father, you see, moreover, my father, see, yea, see the skirt of thy robe in my hand. For in that I cut off the skirt of thy robe and kill thee not. Know that and see that there is neither evil nor transgression in my hand, and I have not sinned against thee. Yet thou handest my soul to take it. He's just even begging him. Literally. He's calling him my Lord, my Father. So David spoke about Saul to his subordinates this way, talking to his subordinates that this is the Lord's anointed, this is my master, this is my father. Amen. So you realize that David is looking at Saul in a different light. He's seeing Saul in the right way. He's not seeing Saul as someone that is demonic, someone that is demon-possessed, because that is what Saul had become. Saul had now become evil-possessed, demon-possessed, and pursuing him. But David did not look at him like that. David saw him as the Lord's anointed. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord's anointed. And many people think that this is what really lifted David up. This is what made David great. That in all of this, David continued to look at Saul as someone that deserved honor. Hallelujah. Amen. When, and he continued with this until Saul died. And when Saul died, he would have thought that he would have jubilated, he would have been happy, he would have celebrated. But when he heard it in 2 Samuel 1.25, he says, How are the mighty fallen in the midst of the battle? How are the mighty fallen? Verse 19, he says, The beauty of Israel is slain upon the high places. How are the mighty fallen? This is how he was seeing Saul. The beauty of Israel. This is someone who you would describe as demon possessed. Let him die. The wicked man of Israel. But David saw him in a different light. And this is a remarkable consideration when we talk about how Saul persecuted David and how Saul's life deteriorated. Hallelujah. So many years later, when David also became a king, his men remembered all these things, how he related to Saul. And when they also had an opportunity, when he slept with Bathsheba, killed Uriah, and everyone would have turned against him, they honored him. 
because of how he taught them. Because of the lifestyle example that he gave to them. Amen. Many people don't remember certain relationships that they have had. They don't remember. You know, you have to remember certain relationships. Sometimes something will happen and your pastor who has counseled you, who has helped you, who has given you advice, direction, who has preached to you, who has changed you. Your thinking, your decisions have been guided with wisdom for the things, your relationship, your marriage, raising of your children. And then something happens and suddenly now you turn against it and you can't remember. But if you continue to see the person in that light, in that light, even though he may have done something wrong, but continue to see him in that light. Are you listening? And then you hear some people gather and say all kinds of things. All kinds of things. Hallelujah. These are some of the reasons why some wives also cannot receive from their husband pastors. It's because they don't see them as pastors. They see them as married mates. They see them as lovers. Going for and so on. But if you will learn to keep the spiritual perspective and the spiritual relationship, some of you, your pastors are shepherds. No, shepherd, who? And your husband is talking to the sheep, and you are listening. You are listening, and then when you when he finishes, he says, "Shepherd, who? Shepherd, who? Shepherd, who?" Don't relate. Don't relate with your husband like that. It 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 kills their heart. Kills their money. Kills their money. Your husband's ministry in that life when you have disputes kills their money. Are you listening? Because God knows the kind of person he is. God knows how he is. God knows what the setbacks are and chose him. Are you listening? God knows the kind of husband he can be and still chose him. So don't relate the husband ministry thing. You understand? Tell him you can be a pastor. You are a good shepherd. I can see how you pray for him. You can do it. Encourage him. And then fight. You can fight as a husband and wife. But don't bring the ministry in the Are you listening? See the boat in the right way. Hallelujah. See the boat in the right way. Second Corinthians 5 16. Paul said, Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now, henceforth, know we him no more. Amen. Let me give you one more principle or two and then you come. The principle of not violating fathers. The principle of not violating fathers.
violence, not violate. Don't violate your fathers. This is one principle that David held on to. First Samuel 24, verse 6. And he said unto his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing unto my master, the Lord anointed, to strike forth my hand against him, seeing he is anointed of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So one of the spirits that is at work in ministry today is how to cut off children from fathers. Amen. Amen. To cut off children from fathers. And the enemy is very good at that. And one of the secrets of success for anyone is to honor both your spiritual and biological fathers. You have to honor them. Hallelujah. You have an obligation as a child to honor your father. You have an obligation. You must accept it. You must accept it. This is it. You must accept it to honor your father. Hallelujah. Amen. And the promise is clear. God gives a clear promise in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and 3. He says, Honor thy father and mother. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Honor them. It may be it will be well with thee. It will be well with thee. If you honor your father, you will do well. If you honor your father, it will be well with you. If you honor your father, you will do well. If you honor your father, it will be well with you. You cannot get away with that. Amen. You can't get away with that. You will find many fathers that are not perfect. Many fathers, they are not perfect. But it is your obligation as a child as a son, as a daughter, to honor your father. Say amen. amen. If you honor your father, it will be well with you. And you will live long on the face of the earth. Amen. 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 Many people's lives are cut short because of this honor of fathers. Hallelujah. Amen. There are many fathers who can do and do provoke their children. Greatly. Many fathers provoke their children. Hallelujah. But children should be careful not to retaliate, even under extreme provocation. Are you listening? Even under extreme provocation. And mothers, do not incite your children into provoking their uh, or violating their fathers. Do not provoke, do not incite your children. Don't turn your the children's heart against the fathers. Make it your primary duty. If you love your children, make it a primary duty that you will make them honor the father. You do everything in your power to make them honor the father. You are doing them a great favor. They will do very well. They will be blessed. They will do very well. Children, learn to honor your fathers. Learn to honor your fathers. When your father is in need, be Supply, provide, help them. Amen. Care for your fathers. You will do very well. Like that, you will do very well. 
Amen. Amen. Let your father's well-being be important to you. Honor them. Respect them. Amen. Amen. You don't, you don't honor fathers because they deserve or they have done something that is deserving of honor. You have a commandment to honor fathers. You have a commandment. You just honor them. Fathers are meant to be honored as a child. Are you listening? Sometimes they don't do what is right. They don't do what is right. Sometimes they don't do what they are supposed to do. Some fathers don't raise their children. They don't supply. They don't provide. But it is your responsibility to honor them. Say amen. The next principle is a principle of listening to advice. The principle of listening to advice. principle of listening to advice. Advice. Advice has a root from act to and beginning is Latin to see. Do you understand? So to see. Advice to see. So advice automatically means that as it's coming to you, it is something that you don't see. If advice is coming to you, it means that it is something that you do not see. You cannot see. And anything that you cannot see is to your advantage if you judge based on that. Anything that you cannot analyze, you cannot see, it is to your advantage if that counts as part of a decision that you make. So anyone who has the opportunity to point something that you can see to you, to where it happens. No matter where it's coming from. No matter who is giving the advice. I said that you pray for wisdom to discern good advice from bad advice. From pointing bad things to you from good things. Sometimes the advice of what you can see that is being pointed to you to see is drug. The use of drugs. The use of marijuana. If someone is pointing to you how to use marijuana, it's not a good advice. Amen. Amen. Perhaps it is also an advice to make you see the effect of marijuana on people. That you need to see. Are you listening? You need to see the effect of drugs on people. You need to see. You don't need to taste it to know. Young people, are you listening to me? Oh, yes. You don't need to taste it to know. You need to see what has happened to others who have used it. Sometimes they are pointing out girls to you. You are innocent young man. You don't look at young girls. You know, suddenly now young girls' shapes are becoming something that is important to you. Because someone is pointing them to you. Your eyes constantly like this. You can't 
You should be able to see things differently from how your husband sees things. Are you listening? Some wives are not helpful. When the husband is acting foolishly, and the, 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 the one who is supposed to be helpless, the one who sees clearly through things, is also adding on. And adding on. Speak your mind. Tell them. Tell them. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Show them that you're the man. And then it's on the phone, and then you're walking by. And then you're listening, and then telling him what to say. What did he say? What are they saying? What are they saying? Tell them something. Tell them something. Speak your mind. Speak your mind. Speak your mind. Give it to them. Are we not tired? We are tired. And then when we finish, he said he has spoiled everything. When he's finished, he has lost his job. He's going to lose his car. You know, and then we are going to fight with him in the house. Go and fill up the Go and do this. Go and why you not going
to receive Christ. You are on Zoom, you are listening. I want to give you the opportunity to receive Christ if you are not born again and you want to receive Jesus as your Savior. If there's anyone here like that, you want to receive Jesus as your Savior. Wherever you are, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. If you are on Zoom, you want to receive Christ as your Savior. Lift up your hand wherever you are. In honor of the Lord, we want to receive Jesus. I want to pray with you. And I want everyone to join me. Everyone to join me in saying this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I have sinned and I'm not worthy. Please forgive me of my sins. Please wash me with your blood. I accept you as my Lord, as my Master, as my Savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. In Jesus' name, Amen. We believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come worship with us at the Kodesh Family Church located at 1810 Randall Avenue, Bronx, New York at 2 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you.